Welcome everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Hello, hello, hello. We are live. New episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, joined as always by Jason Aponte. And I have a gut feeling that we're going to spend about a minute here talking football before we lose a little bit of focus. That's okay. Aaron Judge chasing 61. Jason Aponte, the biggest Yankees fan I know, will be following it live. So this is the introduction, watching the chase for Yankees history. As a Giants fan, I'm legally obligated to say Yankees history. So Jason, we'll just start with Judge because we're two batters away. Whatever. How you feeling right now? Um, yesterday was electric being at the stadium, being there. I thought I was done with uh Derek Jeter night, but yesterday was a lot of fun, man. He he almost did it, and the video that I posted on Twitter, it just perfectly encapsulated the feeling and the vibe. Literally, the Yankees have to win games to continue to stay in that bye week spot. It's crazy that there's bye weeks in baseball, and yet after Judge hit the home uh, hit the fly out, everybody just left the building as if there wasn't a game hanging in the balance going into the extra innings. But yeah, a lot of fun to be out there. A lot of fun. Uh, it, it felt like fall yesterday, like here. It, it you know, it first day of fall, literally you had to wear a jacket. Little little breeze in the air. Uh, felt like October. You know, it feels like a, a normalcy around here with the Yankees. Six straight uh, postseason. But uh, you know, baseball. Back to football. Uh, you know. Why you guys are here, like this video, like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell for when we go live. A lot of content coming, man, and a lot of fun uh this week, especially with Russell Wilson riding into his own town. Yeah, he's not riding. I guess, yeah, Niners Broncos town. country, let's ride. That's where the Niners go. Trevino just walked. Aaron Hicks is up, judge on deck. Uh th- yeah, this is a fun start to the episode. You I know everybody loves it when we're baseball. Gray Fox, thank you for the donation. You know what? F it. I want to see Jimmy and Farvmo. I I don't know if the Favre comparison's good. I don't know if Jimmy's embezzling money from the state of Mississippi. Good call. Yeah, so so let, let, but maybe a better comparison. Say, Jimmy would never. Say whatever you want about Jimmy Garoppolo. The man's not a criminal. Man's he's not, not a, a just, criminal. He's just not an overall terrible person like Brett Favre is, by the way. So, yeah, let, let's make sure we we'll clear him. the air on that one. We'll call him Jimmy but Mahomes. Thank but thank you. Thank you, Gray Fox. <laughs> thank you for the donation. Yes, so we're obviously going to dive in to – Niners Broncos here in a minute kind of stalling with judge on deck it's exciting we're having fun uh I'll get I'll get the first point up there there you go you're you're a split second ahead of me Aaron Hicks a single judge bases loaded up their center the runner exciting I don't know if we're breaking major league baseball rules right now by play by play, but hey, we're watching judge it's it's there he's going for a that'll be that'll be poetic justice are back that would be poetic justice for our podcast to be struck because of us talking about baseball. Of baseball. Like that, that, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, there's uh, a there's a mound visit right now because uh, I'm trying so- to figure out what to do first and second. So uh, Alex Cora knows we're live and he's like, nah, we're stalling. Nah, we're making nah. them talk baseball. Don't let more. this happen now. Right. <laughs> but uh, here, I'll, I'll get the most obvious thing out of the way so we can have a quick Niners conversation. Uh, just a quick confession. I don't like Russell Wilson. I'm very anti-Russell Wilson. I know it takes a lot of courage to come out and say it, especially in this part. It's a 49er internet. Uh, I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think we need to clarify something real quick. Russell Wilson, the football player, is fine. And when we say things like yes. he's cringe, it's about the person off the field. Mm-hmm. And also, being corny and being cringe doesn't mean that you're not a good person. Yes. So I want to clarify that as well like yes. 
when we say, oh, my God, you're cringe. Oh, my God, you're corny. I mean, the guy's a family man. He does everything right. Like, that. that's good. I mean, you can still be cringe and corny and be a good person, I guess is the best way to put it. And also, yes, his football playing has led me to be very, very much uh, hurt and, yes. and, and led me to many dark places. So, yes, I do not like Russell Wilson at all either. <laughs> it's it, it's This week is almost like Seattle week in a way because it, it's a lot of these things where, like, it feels like the Niners should be better than uh, the Broncos as O2 count to judge. It feels like they should be better than the Broncos, but that big, well, Russell Wilson is there. And mm-hmm. it's that same sort of Seattle feel where the only time we've seen Russell Wilson is him hurting us. So it, it's a little bit of that. I am not as concerned, especially of this version of Russell Wilson, who's really struggled through the first two weeks of the season there, I say. But on the flip side of things, it's also the idea of, well, of course it's going to be the 49ers. He figures it out against, right? Like, of course, his first 300-yard game for the Broncos is against the Niners, right? So it's a little bit of the uh, the both sides arguing kind of with the Seahawks where it's, yeah, the Niners are way better, but the Seahawks aren't good. Aaron Judge struck out. Aaron Judge struck out. So there you go. There, there was the excitement. Uh, Judge probably get – Judge will get another at bat later. We'll probably be done as a podcast. Uh, but there you go. Judge struck out. So now, hello, welcome, to, welcome to the yes, straight right option podcast. Trait, uh, let Judge walk. He struck out, man. Get him, get him out of here, man. Get, get him, him out. out. Send him I'm to San Francisco, time. man. Hey, hey, look, Shylock, look, look, look. I'm gonna say this one time, and I'm gonna say this one time nicely. We say whatever we want. We do whatever we want. And if you don't like it, leave. Hey, don't, beautiful. Don't, don't even uh, mahalo. <laughs> whatever. Relax. Relax. Does, if does you're he... here to watch this, then you're here to watch this. Don't matter. We could talk. If we want to talk about wrestling, we'll do whatever we want. You don't got to be here. Don't do they want to? Do they want to play by play of uh, Giancarlo's at bat now too, or is that at least less important? Uh, no, yeah, I was corrected. Russell Wilson threw for three twenty against Seattle. It was a loss though. So it, it, you you know what I mean though, where everything comes together for us eventually against the Niners, right? Like that. That's yeah, how and- it feels like it's gonna work. That's what we were talking about in Seattle, right? Um, you look at Seattle and you had this anxiousness, but I think what you were afraid of wasn't Seattle. It was Russell. <laughs> and now here we are. We're going into week three. Wouldn't it just be exactly how how Russell is like to struggle for two straight weeks and all of a sudden, no, nah, don't tell me to chill, bro. I'm telling you to chill. Like, don't yeah. like don't do that. Um, anyway. Um but yeah, like, wouldn't it be poetic justice for him to go off now in this game? Like, like that's the that's the fear I think 49ers have. So yeah, it does feel like Seattle week, but it feels like, you know, Seattle sucks. But it feels like now you have to do it all over again with Russell Wilson. And and that's the thing is, I mean, I'm kind of giving away my game prediction, but I am kind of hitching my wagon to the fact that I think that Russell Wilson is actually going to play very well in this game all of a sudden. And, and that is something that, is going to lead this game to be a lot closer. Well, I mean, it's the 49ers are favorites now. I don't yes. know if you guys know the Jimmy Garoppolo effect. The Jimmy Garoppolo effect, yes. Yeah, they were they were underdogs, and then they flipped to favorites. Makes sense, right? But yeah. it's only plus one and a half over in, in, in you know, again, and they're away. So it's, it's what is it, the home team gets three points, four points, something like that? So that's basically like a pick them at this point. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, they believe this game's going to be close. I do, too. I don't expect Russell Wilson to just be like – you know, just playing terribly for the rest of the year. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely, it has that feel. And I think the boogeyman really, it wasn't the Seahawks. I don't, I think that was obvious last Sunday. I think the boogeyman is Russell Wilson and here he is. And thankfully 
thankfully, Jason, this is the last time the Niners see him this year, and it's the last time they see him for at least four years. Three years? Right. Well, it depends, right? Because there's um the the, the, the way random, they do yeah. the scheduling. Yeah, the way that they do the scheduling. Yeah, you could face the entire division, or if you have like a second place or first place finish. Let's say Denver finishes in first place, you play certain first place teams. So yeah, it, it's as of right now, this is probably the last time that that we have to face him, and and yes. that is a beautiful thing. Like it's so funny. Get rid of get rid of him and get rid of and get him out to the AFC. Yeah, cool. Look at week three. Boom, already there. I think I think we talked about in Santa Clara when we were down there for camp about how our biggest fear Super Bowl is the Niners versus the Broncos. Like we were both talking about how I think we'd both rather face Mahomes or Allen just for the idea of not having to worry about Russell Wilson for two whole weeks again. Yeah, and that goes to speak to a lot of the fear that you have. And it's more of just about Russell Wilson. That's it. Like, yes. And again, you know, look, Jerry Judy, Patrick Sertain, a lot of guys are going to be uh, either not playing in this game or injured or, or you know, that, that kind of shapes things. And I saw people kind of running with a little bit of a narrative that I wanted to stomp out is, you know, people were saying that the line shifted because Patrick Sertain wasn't yeah. certain to play. Sertain wasn't certain to play like that, and sure. or neither was neither was Judy. Yeah, sure. but no, the reason that this 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 line switched was because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, don't get it twisted. Please. And like to, to transition because obviously the big conversation. I wanted to get the Russ conversation out because it was quick enough in between Judge all that stuff. The big conversation is Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers. I think that's obvious. I don't think I'm stretching out a little bit here. And there is that conversation, especially with the line. And I've, I've been I've been floating with the article idea, and I, I don't know how I'd even begin to write it because there's no. I'm evidence. not writing about the quarterback. I am not <laughs> writing about the quarterback. That, yeah, I mean, but, any, if if there's going to be anything on Niners Nation, I I'm going to be the only one who doesn't write a thing about the quarterback. <laughs> there's going to be a thousand million think pieces. There's going to yes. be eight hundred million tweets. Everybody's discussing it. I, I there's so, well, I'm going to let we're going to get through this real quick, but. There's so many more things to talk about with this yes, team that are absolutely. either positive and incredible, man. It doesn't have to begin and end with this guy, man. Like he's no. the quarterback. That's it. But like, we do have to talk about it. Yeah, no. And I think, I think with, especially with what Vegas had, I think there's a very unfair conversation, uh, especially to Trey Lance. And I, I saw it a little bit, uh, JKBG. Wow. This is, this is the first one. I, I think this is the first JKBG I can actually read, but Jason Russell Wilson will have his most powerful teammate on his side. Jesus. We all know God hates the 49ers. Yeah. I think that's very fair. Especially remember the, uh, Ray Lewis, uh, sports illustrated cover before that super bowl, where if God cares about the super bowl, obviously he did the Niners lost. So that that's what that is. Don't know how I got to that point. Bring it up. I blame Beyonce. I blame Beyonce too. I, I just typically blame Beyonce for a lot of things. Yeah, no, I, I blame Beyonce. That's that that halftime show was cursed. And uh, you know, uh and, and thank you, Andrew, for um making Taylor Swift bow out of the halftime show. You I got are, you. I got you. You are a scholar and a gentleman, man. Better, the, better than anybody would have. Vis- the vision of – I tweeted it in response to somebody. The vision of Jimmy Garoppolo leading the Niners out of the locker room after halftime of the Super Bowl, after Taylor Swift uh, performs, we are never, ever getting back together. Like I feel like that would be very fitting Is with that Garoppolo. Yeah, dude, we – are never ever ever getting back together. I'm white. I got sounds go terrible. Taylor sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds awful. It's but, not great. Uh, hopefully, hey, hopefully, the Swifties don't find this video. I mean, maybe it'll get us don't views. Care. It'll get us views. I mean, so don't Swifties care. come find the video. Don't care. Back to the I, point. Yeah, oh, hold on. You think I'm afraid of of a bunch of fans of a pop singer? I was like, I've got 49er fans on my neck daily. You think I yeah. give a damn about what they like? My own fan base 
talks the most shit about me, and you think I'm scared of some 75-pound anorexic woman's Whoa! Whoa, that's a little too far. What? Not not big Taylor Swift fan, though. Very no. anti-Taylor Swift. No, all right. I'd say that. <laughs> Out, out of out, we're happy she's not in the Super Bowl though. That that's the key thing. That's the key thing. Let's get somebody. I just don't know how you can follow up Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and Eminem with Taylor Swift, ah. right? Yeah. Okay. We're off of Taylor Swift. No, we said it enough. The Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, obviously, as Jason mentioned, the swing of the line, right? And and I think it's a bit of an unfair conversation to have a little bit, but I've seen the conversation pop up on social media about whether the Niners are in a better position with Jimmy Garoppolo than they were Trey Lance. And it, it, it is an unfair question because we don't know what Trey Lance was going to be this season, which I think is what leads to the answer of, yeah, probably the 2022 Niners are better off right now. Uh, I don't think it's a good thing for the future because we, we lose another year of what Trey Lance is. But in terms of, and th this isn't any anti-Trey Lance conversation because I was excited to see him. Honestly, the season got more boring losing Trey Lance because I think the exciting part was seeing what he actually was for the first time as opposed to kind of knowing what Jimmy Garoppolo is. And now it just feels like it's going to be another one of those seasons where Garoppolo averages his way to get the Niners into the playoffs and we start that whole cycle again. So yeah, the line swing obviously is because of Jimmy Garoppolo it has nothing to do with Patrick Sertain or Jerry Judy or anything like that. And, and it's unfortunate that that we are in this situation with Garoppolo and we're, we're back talking about him because of what happened to Lance. So I, I don't know really where I got to with those points I was making, but it, it is a conversation that is needed that, hey, what, what do the Niners look like the rest of the season? And I, I think I think it's true. I, I think it's absolutely true. But you know what's the good thing about all this is – or the silver lining because there is no good thing. No good thing, it. yeah. The silver lining is this. We don't have to worry about next year until next year. Yes. So, I mean, at this point, this is my message to people on 49ers Twitter, on YouTube, that are just lambasting this thing. Um, let it go uh, at this point, man. Like, there is th – this is it. Like, it's in front of you. Jimmy's going to start. That's it. And I, I do think that it is relieving at this point that there's nobody behind him that you will be clamoring to see play if he yeah. does, God forbid, struggle. I don't want to see Brock Purdy play football. No. I don't. I'd rather 10 out of 10 times see Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Last year, people wanted Trey Lance to start if Jimmy struggled, right? Like when Jimmy struggled. But obviously, everything worked out. They went to the NFC Championship. Cool. Yes. But for now, what's the point of rehashing an argument where there's no points to be made other than now it's time to rally around Jimmy? And thank God he's here because this season would be in the toilet if Nate Sudfeld had to start, if Brock Purdy had to start, right? So it's just at this point, you can still have your qualms with the way that he plays or whatever it is. I think we all know where Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yep. And again, a lot of people are going to take that as me bashing him. I'm not. I think we all have a good idea of what he is, what he isn't. But the comfort comes from knowing all of those things because now you know what to expect. Yes. You know what you wouldn't know to expect is if, if Nate Sudfeld had to take extended reps. If Brock Purdy was getting his first action ever, yes. we know what to expect now. Yes. And how many teams can pivot to a guy that literally took them on the doorstep of a Super None. Bowl? None. So None. again, look, guys, just put the swords down at this point. Yeah. There's no point in talking about what Jimmy is and what Jimmy isn't at this point. There really isn't. Right yeah. now, it's just analyze what's in front of you. Now, all you have to do is analyze. All you have to do is watch the games and analyze. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, this this episode is way different if we're talking about Brock Purdy. Every episode for the rest of the season is different if we're talking about I would Brock hate Purdy it. versus Matt Stafford versus Russell Wilson versus Justin Herbert versus all those guys that the Niners are gonna have to play. Now you know it's 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 boring. It gets the job done. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Where we're happy that this is still a salvageable season because of Garoppolo. And now the big question is. And Garoppolo alluded a little bit, this will probably be the last Garoppolo conversation before we move on to other things in this game, is what the offense looks like. Because we know what it looks like. Like, we know what it looks like, right? But last week, Garoppolo even said it like he kind of got to go out there and play football. And it wasn't as – I'm sure there's some scripting, Jason, you could speak better to it than me. But it didn't feel as scripted. It felt like he was playing more loosely, which is like why we had a couple deep shots, why we had a couple of pass interference drawn by Garoppolo. Why Jimmy was in the pistol. Read option Garoppolo right before the quarterback sneak. So now the question is, and, and I think the answer is obvious, but I think it's an interesting conversation, is does Shanahan see last week and say, maybe we try it a little more, see what happens, or does this fully revert to what the offense was last year Limiting Jimmy Gar- limiting Jimmy Garoppolo sounds really weird saying that, mm. but you know what I mean. Designing easy plays for Garoppolo, and yeah, and essentially saying, "Hey, you get some freedom, but that's after your second, third read." When I'm telling you where the ball goes. Yeah, I think when you when you heard Jimmy talk after the after the game at the press conference, saying, you know, yeah, there was some new, there was some old, but it felt like riding a bike. In in terms of you know commanding the huddle, that team just rallied around him. They had no problems with that. But I think when he gets back down to a game plan, like when he's going to game plan now for Denver, you're going to get it right back to to what you saw. And again, that's not a bad thing at all. Again, look, there's a baseline way that this offense runs. And when this offense is clicking and Jimmy is being the point guard and getting the ball out and and, and moving the ball and, and, and not turning it over, this team becomes incredibly hard to beat. And I think that that's fine, right? So this whole like, is Kyle limiting Jimmy? Is it, I mean, we can argue this till the cows come home. What I do know is this. Kyle is just going to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just going to do what he wants, it's man. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Anybody can say anything. Anybody can argue what they want. The one guy who doesn't give a damn about any of that is Kyle. Well, and don't dare Kyle to, to put him back in a box either. Like, don't 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 ever dare him to do that. Well, that's the, scary, that's the scary thing about the Trey Lance, everybody asking him about the usage of Trey Lance. Because, like, with Kyle Shanahan, I think it's a more likely now that he's just going to run Trey Lance more because he knows everybody's grumpy at him for it. So he's like, no, I'm going to prove my point. And F all of you guys. I don't care. So... I love Kyle Shanahan. I think yeah. that's kind of the point. I is, like that is... part of him too, bro. I, really I do too. Do. And a lot and a lot of people don't like that, but I like that. Look, look, right or wrong, whatever it is, whatever you believe, I like people that just like stand in it and they're just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what you think. I don't give a damn. I like that. I do because the wishy-washy thing and, and being influenced because, yeah, you know, we, we bullied him out of Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> the wishy-washy thing. That's more concerning than a guy who says, you know what? I know it works. Trust in me. I got this. And you know what? Even if it doesn't work, I still have to like the confidence in that, at least. ESPN needs to pay Kyle Shanahan whatever amount of money it was. Because Kyle Shanahan single-handedly got all of 49ers Twitter watching both Monday night games, charting every single run Josh Mm -hmm. Allen and Jalen Hurts had. Uh, oh my, it was so funny. Just all the tweets like, look, he only ran it this many times up the middle versus this. Uh, Jay Guayo, thank you 
for the donation. JG is highly motivated to try and hit the incentives. Aren't a lot of them just like him playing games? Uh, yeah, it's just snaps. All he has to do is yeah. take snaps. All he has to do is be healthy. And I think that's the biggest thing the 49ers need is Jimmy Garoppolo to be healthy. Yeah. That's it. Just be healthy. So, yeah, his incentives aren't based on stats. It's about how many snaps he plays. It's a snap percentage. And if they win a playoff game, if they win the next playoff game, if they win that next playoff game, if they win the big playoff game, I think he gets like about 500000 for each of those. So, just... yeah, I mean, he just – he has to go out there and do it's so funny that the incentives are literally play just and play, win. Just play play yeah. and win. Play and win. Well, that's what everybody says well, about Garoppolo, right? Is win, right? When he when he plays, they win. So there you go. I mean, I don't mean to spoil the season, guys, but like I'm just gonna spoil it right ahead. You already know this is the season Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna lead the Niners of the Super Bowl, and they're literally gonna bring out the lifetime contract. He's gonna sign it on the Lombardi trophy, and that's we're just gonna be stuck I'd... forever. But that's a problem I'd love to have. It's such a I great really problem, would. right? I really, like, it, I really would. Like, for the people that are out there like, oh, I, I if they win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to hate it. No, you won't. Shut no, you won't. Stop, stop it. That, stop that's it. big. That's big. I'd rather lose with Jimmy than win with Brady vibes. I hate that. Eek. Like, if the, Niners, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, the Niners win the Super Bowl. And if, if Jason and I have to spend another offseason talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't care. Because of a Super Bowl win, we Don't do not care. care. We will gladly take that dive. Don't care. So, anyways, we've said Jimmy Garoppolo enough. We, we've mm -hmm. talked about him. He's been the quarterback for three years. We know what to expect. Jason mentioned the injuries, and Denver has a very long injury list. I I, I could list it all if you guys had the next 15 minutes. Some names you need to know. Jerry Judy was limited in practice today with a rib shoulder injury. He is questionable for Sunday. Pat Sertain, he's questionable with a shoulder injury. He was a full participant in practice today. A few names that are familiar. DJ Jones, he was a full practice today as well. He should be good to go Sunday. Kwan Williams, full practice today, should be good to go Sunday. So there's a few big names. And obviously, the biggest name we haven't said yet, George Kittle. He is playing on Sunday, groin injury. He is a full participant in practice today. George Kittle is back. Report. Off the injury report completely. He doesn't even have an injury designation. He is good to go Maybe coincidentally with Jimmy Garoppolo returning, I, that's not the can of worms I'm opening right now. But Jason, what are your thoughts with George Kittle returning? What you think? What do you think it means for this offense? It means a lot. It, it, it does, man. And this is this is uh yeah that's a, all right. That's my, my that's my analysis. I'm done. It means a lot. Yeah. But, yes, George Kittle being good, having good players is a good thing for football. Right. I have that written. Having, having the best tight end in the world matters, right? Like it helps a little bit. But no, um. I really uh, – my next article idea, and this is something I'm going to start researching when I'm done, and it will probably be up tomorrow morning on Niners Nation. I'm going to go back and look at every game that George Kittle wasn't there, and that's regardless of quarterback, anything like that. And I want to see the impact on run games, see if there's any correlation. And if there's not, then I'm just – you know, it's just going to be spinning my wheels and things like that. But, yeah, of course this matters. And it matters at the right time on Sunday Night Football. This is the first real test for the 49ers. The Denver Broncos are a good team. So, yeah, I mean, look. It matters. And let's see if that helps the run game out. Literally having a guy who can catch passes and block like a lineman, I don't think that we can overstate the importance of that. So, yeah, it matters, man. And and, you, and look, Jimmy and Kittle have their, their uh, connection. All of these things are good. Again, the 49ers are one and one, and they have the best defense in the league, and Jimmy Ward hasn't taken a snap. And they are on their way to the hardest part of the schedule right now so far with Denver and the Rams. And they're getting healthy with George Kittle uh, being there. I I don't know if you could draw it up any better. I mean, uh, you would obviously love Elijah Mitchell to be here, but hard to argue with where they are health-wise at this point. And, and hard, to be, uh, hard to not be enthused about all of those things when 
George Kittle's really good at football, and he's going to be back playing. This is so, pretty good. Yeah, yeah and uh, just to get a little ahead of it, I know we do Hoomst Revenge Game is this, but oh, yes. just, just a quick one real quick, just yes. a funsy one. Technically a revenge game for George Kittle. I don't know if you remember the last time the 49ers played the Denver Broncos. Yes. Week 14, 2018, the Niners beat the Broncos 20-14. to 14. In the first half, George Kittle targeted eight times, seven receptions for 210 yards and a touchdown. In the second half, he had one target, no yards, no receptions. He was four yards away from tying Shannon Sharp's record for most receiving yards in a game by a tight end. Obviously short, so kind of a revenge game, more of a revenge against Kyle Shanahan. Uh, so so watch out for that. I don't think it means much. I think the Broncos for you. The, the quarterback matchup in that game was Case Keenum versus Nick Mullins. You're burying the lead. The revenge game that you're missing, Oh, it's not Kwan Williams. It's not DJ Jones. My it is Mr. Thomas Compton. Tom Compton the, Tom. So we're, we're just we're okay. So Hoops Revenge Game brought to you by sponsor. Hey, if you want to sponsor this, Hoops Revenge Game. Tom Compton, former Niner. Mike Purcell was a Niner, was he not? Yes. That sounds familiar. So Mike yes. Purcell, DJ yes. Jones, Kwan Williams. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. technically is can we Nathaniel Hackett's part of the Shanahan tree he is. is he not so technically he an hack revenge game, which actually by the way i have three key matchups coming out tomorrow i'm gonna get that written have it out before the game sunday and one of my key matchups is actually shanahan versus hackett both of them have been in the news quite a bit this week for significantly different reasons with shanahan the talk of of how he used lance and all that and hackett on the other side for just not ever being aggressive and not ever wanting to use his timeouts and kind of defeating the purpose of trading for a Russell Wilson type quarterback and just never using him. In oh, that Jonas way. Griffith also Jonas Griffith as well. So look how many whom's revenge games. There you go. There's the very long laundry list brought to you by sponsor. If you want to sponsor, Hey, we're taking sponsors, I guess. So look at, look at me, look at me marketing the podcast, Jason. God, I hate Garrett Cole. <laughs> what a scrub. What what a, a over, what a overpaid what a overpaid scrub. we hate the Red Sox here. Hey Jason, uh, speaking of rotations and pitchers and rotations, what do you think the Niners' running back rotation is going to be? You see how I did that? Jeff Wilson's obviously going to be number one. Yes. Yeah. The the weird question is 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 it Marlon Mack who's the veteran who's who's been around for a long time first game with the Niners, or is it Jordan Mason who, despite being on the active roster both week one and week two, hasn't seen a carry. Last week, you saw Tyrion Davis-Price, who was a healthy scratch against the Chicago Bears, get more snaps or more carries than Jordan Mason. What's the rotation past Jeff Wilson? Is it Jordan Mason season yet? No, it's not. It's Jeff Wilson, it's Debo Samuel, and it might be Marlon Mack. But Jordan Mason's on special teams. And unfortunately, he's just relegated to that at this point. I don't agree with it. I, I, I've been on record. He was the most consistent running back throughout all of camp. Doesn't matter. Elijah Mitchell, whoever, he was the best. But, yeah, unfortunately, he's on special teams at this point. And uh, Kyle's going to go to his guys, man. Um, it's it's going to be Debo. It's going to be Wilson. And then you might see Marlon Mack sprinkled in. But, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Jordan Mason. It is not Jordan Mason's season, unfortunately. And I don't like it. I disagree, Kyle. It's turning into the 2022 version of the how many snaps is Trey Lance getting this game question. It's just a bunch of that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think he is on the 
special teams unit now. But also, we just talked about Kyle Shanahan and his stubbornness. Maybe, I don't know, he rolls him out now. I don't know. But, yeah, I think it's more likely. I think Marlon Mack was brought in as a trusted veteran, and I think Shanahan right. likes Zachary, his trusted veteran. Zachary's guy. on it, man. You will see Tevin Coleman before Mason. New, Kev, new Tevin Coleman on the practice squad. 2022 man and we might we, we live we in a nailed that one too by the way we nailed that one too by the way when when when, it, when i was like well expect seven coleman to get uh brought in and signed and boom we nailed that one so who, who, who would have thought in 2022 uh we might get the potential of jimmy garoppolo handing the ball to tevin coleman once again who would have thought not this podcast well jason seven coleman does suffer from uh sickle cell so oh, Denver, the thin yeah. air. So I don't know if we'll see him. I mean, look, he did it in Atlanta, and, and he had like one of his best games uh, with Kyle Shanahan. By the way, that was that was that same year. But uh, I completely forgot about that portion of it because he was supposed to be out of. Uh, he was supposed to miss that game, and he played. But yeah, the sickle cell thing is something that you can't mess with in the thin air. Oh, look at Garrett Cole being mad at everybody but himself for being a scrub. My bad. I'm sorry. I, I I do miss like Jason caring about the Yankees on the podcast and, and it's pretty electric for me personally. I love it. Jason, you mentioned how good the Niners defense is. Denver introduces a very unique situation, not situation, but a unique offense. Russell Wilson, we obviously know we talked about it. Two-headed running backs, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Obviously, Jerry Judy is questionable on Sunday. Cortland Sutton, I think, is the best receiver the Niners have faced so far in 2022, and that includes DK Metcalf. I'm a big DK, or I'm a big Cortland Sutton guy personally. You think this could be a game the Niners' defense does struggle? It is the best offense they face. Or on the flip side, is this a game where the Niners maybe take advantage of a struggling Russell Wilson and a struggling offense against a coach who obviously isn't super aggressive. Do you think this could be a statement game for D'Amico Ryans and this defense? Yeah. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator in green Bay and you saw how quickly they got shut down in the NFC champion, uh, the NFC divisional game. So I just wanted to run through some 49er stats and I know that they played Seattle and Chicago. And I know that that one game was a man. You got to play your schedule though. Yeah. Check this out though. Total yards per game, first in the league, only allowing 210. Yards per play, 4.0, they're second in the league. Rushing yards per game, 67.5, they're second in the league. Rushing yards per play, 2.65, they're first in the league. Passing yards per game, 142.5, they're first in the league. Interception rate, 6.25, they're fourth in the league. First in the league in first downs allowed. Uh, Second in the league, tied with the Buffalo Bills for return average on punts with zero. Something that I didn't even know. Um, and points per game 13 and they are tied for fourth in the difference of yards between the national average and their team. Um, needless to say, the 49ers defense is really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned it could only get better with Jimmy Ward coming back and hopefully a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is we're looking at a team right now that is playing very well. And yes, obviously you're playing your schedule and we're going to find out where they are when the, when the competition stiffens. But as of right now, they've been everything that we've asked them to be, or, you know, cause we went into the season saying that this was going to be the best defense better than 2019. It's already on to a good start right now at this point. And when you get Jimmy Ward back and you see the the growth in certain players and, and all of those things, it's hard not to imagine that you see the growth in D'Amico Ryan's man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, look, Yes, they played Seattle last week. And yes, Seattle ran a play where they had 10 players on the field. That's not good football. And it's and not yes. good it's not good math. 
And yes, they ran back-to-back plays with four running backs in the backfield. Right, and they ran in the red zone as opposed to just letting Geno Smith throw the ball. They said, hey, DJ Dallas and four running backs while Geno Smith is out wide. Yeah, Seattle stinks. If, if I haven't reiterated right that. to Mooney Ward, right. too, man. Just... If I haven't reiterated that, I'm going to reiterate that. Seattle stinks, by the way. Seattle stinks. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they've been everything and more. I mean, they, uh, you know, Nick Bosa is on pace for like 25 sacks, like 82 pressures. It's something absurd. Eric Armstead hasn't even really got going. Um, mm-hmm. Drake Jackson is just getting his feet wet. You can see this defense taking off. D'Amico is always going to put these guys in spots to win. I mean, Tashawn Gibson is somebody that nobody's talking about. Kevin Gibson's had three tackles for loss last week. Charles Omenehu has been great. I mean, this defense is as deep as we believed it is. I don't care about the competition, and I am going to talk about the defense. You know why? Because I'm sick of talking about the damn quarterback. Yeah, There's other things on this team that are good. There's other things that are going on with this team that are very good. We don't have to discuss the quarterback that is going to be starting the entire time. (laughs) This defense is ready to go, and this is the defense that we thought they were going to be. I don't care who they played. This is a defense that's that's elite as we thought it was. Yeah, and, and you and you listed a lot of names. I don't know if you mentioned Kevin Givens, Javon Kinlaw as well. They're gonna be important on Sunday against the run. I saw I think Javante Williams is pretty good in between the guards. I think like half of his yards have come on runs between the guards, either him or Gordon, one of the two. I think it's Williams. So so there's gonna be a lot of stress on that interior defensive line. It's 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 a Russell Wilson. I know it's it's hitter, it's it's we're not sure what he looks like in 2022 yet, but it's Russell Wilson. He always forms those problems. Guys like Dre Greenlaw, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them. Gray Fox, his arm says injury is serious. Is he going to miss the game? Jason, I haven't heard much on the injury. I saw he was on the injury report. I'm sure you've seen a little more, so I'll let you take that one. Yeah, he didn't practice. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I it doesn't sound like he's he's going to be playing in this one. So, I mean, that's something that you have to watch for. I mean, no matter what you think about Eric Armstead, you know, uh, his slow start. Or no, it's not even really a slow start. It's just like not in the stat box at this point. Um, I probably wouldn't bet on him playing at this point. Um, but again... Good enough that this defense and 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 you know what that means? Kerry Hyder can flip inside and he can play there. That's how deep you are. You can do things like that. So, yes, um, sucks. You never want to uh, have a guy who's a team captain who you know played lights out at the end of the season, uh, not play. But at the same time, this depth can survive it if they all play together. Yeah, Arm said did not practice today. Questionable with a foot injury, so not looking great. But we'll see. Things things can change and. Who knows? Yeah, but Kerry Hyder, I mentioned Ke- uh, Kevin Givens, Javon Kinlaw. The defensive line is set. It's the best group on this offense. Talano Hufunga, I see people mentioning him. He's been very good. He's going to be important in the run game as well. Jason, I, th- I we asked this question last week, and I, I, I think like ton- tongue-in-cheek, I want to make it another segment. Is this a must-win for the – no, I'm joking. We're not going to dive into the must-win for the Niners. I think it'd be funny just every week to be like, is this a must-win? Uh, no, but, no, no. We should change it. Whose legacy is on the line this week? Uh, with this, with this game, like that, like we just switch it. Like, how does this affect this player's legacy? How does this affect Kyle Shanahan's legacy? How does it affect Russell Wilson's legacy with a loss? Because I did the hard research and I tweeted. I don't know if you saw it. The 49ers have never started a season two and zero against Russell Wilson and or Pete Carroll. Wow. They've never been 2-0 against them. They've either been 0-2 or 1-1 ever since Wilson's been in the league. That's just because the Seahawks whooped their ass consistently up until last week. But so there you go. They're 1-0 against Pete Carroll and or Russell Wilson this season so far, looking to make it 2-0. So there's your there's your fun stat. We already went through whom's revenge game, is it? It's a must win for you. How does it affect his legacy? Is is Russell Wilson's legacy on the line this week? Is it on? I I would say yes. If he cannot beat the Niners anymore, what does that mean for Denver? I don't know. 
Is he washed? Does he need Pete Carroll? Is is this another Pete? Is this a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick thing where like who needs to? Maybe they need both. Maybe and they need each other. And no pressure, buddy. But they signed you to that huge, huge no contract pressure. where you're you're, you're going to be there for a few years too. Yeah, so. be there for a few years. Yeah. So uh, huge pressure, a ton of pressure for Russell. What's what's the stat for teams who start the season one and two? Like twelve percent playoff. Twelve percent make the playoffs or something. Like I that. just made that up off the top of my head. That's not a real set. That's a sprint right option podcast stat. Uh, run with it. 12%. I agreed with it too. I was just like, yeah, yeah you, that's a, like I was you like, just got to say it. it casually enough. So there you go. So it is Russell Wilson. We are here at prediction time. We are here at prediction time. Uh, Paul, thank you for the donation. Without Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll has a losing record versus. There you go. There, that's huge. Zero and one again. Do they need well, each no, other? Well, no. Remember, Pete Carroll was still the coach before Russ got oh, there. Oh the, my the God, that's should, true. He's the, been there for so long. The 49 has been usually, you know, whipping his ass until Russ showed up. So is call, Shanahan Paul. the sixth coach Pete Carroll seen then? Harbaugh. Um, but you got to go. But Singletary. He, he, I don't think he was there for Singletary, was he? Let's see. Well, Pete Carroll's been around for forever. Pete Carroll. This is an electric podcast. Just Googling on the Sprint Ride Option podcast right now. Pete Carroll started with the Seattle Seahawks in 2010. Yeah. So Singletary, Harbaugh, Tom Sula, Kelly, Kelly. Shanahan. Shanahan. Actually, he might have gotten Tom Sula twice because was that the last game of the season when when uh, and Tom Sula got the dub? Remember he was uh, yeah. Was, was that against the Seahawks? Wow, did he doubled. This is just us looking at Pete Carroll's history. No, that that was that was not against the Seahawks. It was not. There you go. So there you go. He he's been around for a long time. Pete Carroll has. Jason, you alluded to your prediction earlier. I think we are at that point of the show. Sponsored by sponsor. I don't know why I've decided that I'm trying to get sponsored. I like it. It's just what's happening. Like uh, but Jason, what is your prediction? People have been waiting all day for Friday night to hear your prediction. What is your prediction? Niners Broncos Sunday night football on NBC. I can't believe I can't believe you you got you just slipped that in only there casually. Once. Only only one, only one. You should be proud of me. Only one. Um, yeah, I've got the 49ers winning 27 24. I, I fully expect Russell Wilson to be Russell Wilson in this game, no matter who's going to be there. Um, but yeah, this is going to be one of those games that it's going to end with a field goal. Um, and it'll be Robbie Gold in the thin air from, from 50 out. And uh, they'll, they'll have to, you know, get into, get into position at the end of the game. But I expect this to fully be a close game. I expect Russell Wilson to be Russell Wilson as best he can because that would only make sense just the way that he is. He could struggle. For 13 weeks against inferior teams, but here come the 49ers and Russell Wilson all of a sudden is just out of his mind. So, yeah, I got the Niners winning this game. Uh, make a statement, and the national media is going to go insane. Once the 49ers win this game, they will they will automatically say, well, no, driver's seat for the NFC going to the Super Bowl immediately. I can already read the headlines. But, yeah, I got the Niners winning a close one uh, by three. So, yeah, the, the plus one and a half, the 49ers will cover. I am in a position where I am going to hurt myself. I have convinced myself. I th- I know two things in life. I don't know much in life, but I know two things right now in life. Russell Wilson stinks in 2022. I'm all in on that. I'm going to get hurt by it. And when Jimmy Garoppolo plays football games, the Niners win. I know two things in life. I'm all in on Russell Wilson stinking. Niners 27, Seahawks, Seahawks. God, I'm so used to saying the Seahawks. It's the Broncos 13. Niners defense, they finally contain Russell Wilson. I am all in 
on him stinking and he can't hurt me anymore for at least the next three years. Maybe seems like the ghost of Rich Madrid is just like taking over Andrew, man. Because Rich has been saying this for years and years about him missing open guys, and he's still doing it right now. Uh, in 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 defense I, of like looking for the long ball. I just I just very much am tired of Russell Wilson, and I was so excited to never talk about him again. And then kind of like Garoppolo, and now he's just kind of back, and I don't like it. So I'm all in on him stinking. Take whatever reference you want. Take whatever cliche you want. Time's a flat circle. Don't forget yes. you're here forever. Whatever it is that you want to throw out there, this is the way of life as a 49ers content creator. So, yeah, you know what? Just embrace it. Otherwise, you just drive yourself mad. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I love it. That's, that's what I opened my Jimmy Garoppolo portion with on uh, Niners Nation. Not to brag. We write for Niners Nation. Don't know if you guys know that yet, Jason. <laughs> uh, but we write for Niners Nation. Yeah. Uh, Drinking game for Sunday, knock on wood, drink responsibly. Drink every time you see Jason Aponte allude to Javante Williams maybe being a Niner at some point in the past. No, I'm that. Look, I, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone for this game. Look, Javante, I love you, buddy, but I need you to struggle in this one, man. I mean, you're a baller, and 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 I think the world of you, but I need you to struggle in this one. I'm just looking forward to like a Javante Williams like 45 yard touchdown run, and Jason just sending a Simpsons reference of like, I told you so. All like right, I, yeah. I uh, in my head, that's that's what's set up. Like Javante's send... gonna have a play, and Jason's gonna tweet a Simpsons reference. I'm I know, like, hey. I know which one I'm gonna use too. There there's an go. episode. There's an episode where they go to a mountain and they have to, and 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 it's for work with uh with the um, nuclear power plant, and they're they're picking people to team up to you know race to the cabin, and Lenny and Carl, it's their best friends. Um, I don't know if you guys know them, so it's Lenny Leonard and Carl Carlson. Those are their names. Um, Carl's a black guy. Lenny's a you know a yellow guy. Um, but they go, uh, now pair up when I say your names, Lenny and Carl and Carl goes, ah, nuts. And Lenny looks at him and he's like, I mean, um, ah, nuts. Like, that's what I would have put. I would have put, yes. I would have put that in like, if, J- if Javante goes and it hits a long one, I'm gonna be like, ah, nuts. Man. Uh, no, there you go. So drink every time Jason's insinuates that Javante Williams could be a niner right now, because I think that'll be, or that he's really good at football. And people, just real, he, any, any, any positive Javante Williams tweet drink from Jason Aponte. I'm not going to make any positive tweets because I don't need him ripping up this team. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like, again, look, I know you guys are 49er fans. You love your guy, but please stop telling me that Elijah Mitchell is better than Javante Williams. Like, can we just like put that one to bed? Like, it's fine. It's okay. You're, you're the player on your team. Isn't always the best in the world. There are players that are better than players on your team sometimes. And Javante Williams clears Elijah Mitchell. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. If Javante Williams was here with this running game and those open holes, God help everyone. God God help everyone. Help everyone. Well, we will be back Monday. Hopefully Aaron Judge has some sort of home run record by that point. We'll probably, I don't know, probably won't talk about it, but we we, we might. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm not gonna going talk. out to stock Lenny and Carl. That's perfect. That's the Stonecutters episode. <laughs> Excellent work, Zach. I might just make you a member uh, for no reason. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cancel your payment. Like, you don't have to pay or anything like that. You get in just for that sentence reference. Excellent work. <laughs> I'll watch all of the Simpsons this week, and I'll get caught up. We'll be back Monday. <laughs> you, you, I don't think you the hell you will. The hell now. you will. <laughs> I'll be missing the Niner game come Sunday night. I'll just I'll be. I'm watching the Simpsons, Jason. I can't. I, I just watching watch the, the film. Simpsons. Watching the film. Christ, man. Christ, man. Uh, yeah, that'll be it. Sprint Ride Option Podcast. We will be back Monday to ideally talk about a two and one San Francisco 49ers. but we will see what happens. It'll be Sunday night. In Denver, 49ers, Broncos, NBC. I think it's Mike Tirico and Chris Carr.
Collinsworth on the call. Carrie Underwood might sing a song or two. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners, and I hate that song so much. Da, na, na, no, na, no, na, 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 na,